This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Monday edition of the big show. On ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey and Brent Schaefer. Producer Chris will be back later this week. But it's been quite the weekend, hasn't it? Man. What? A lot going on. What, Brendan? You were speechless I'm just still, then. No, I'm still trying to figure out. I think producer Chris missed his cue for the live local sports center or something. Ah, right that wasn't. Something uh, that. No. <laughs> he has nothing to do with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, happy Monday, that everybody. That happen. It's, it's Monday. It's, it's a that holiday probably for most of you. And <laughs> maybe uh, for the sports center guy maybe too. So. I don't know. Uh, snow's falling, things like that. Uh, things, a lot of things are happening. Uh, zero degrees. Zero degrees. It's been a lot of fun. No, it hasn't. Um, the Chiefs, <sighs> they, despite that zero degree weather, despite that below fun. zero weather, they had a lot of fun on Saturday. They are moving on to the divisional round against someone. We don't know who quite yet. We have a pretty good idea of who it'll be. But with the Chiefs taking down the Dolphins this weekend, did that change the outlook on the playoff potential for the Chiefs, or at least how we view it going in? We'll talk about that at 5.05. There is plenty of Mizzou stuff to get to. Uh, of course, men's basketball again falling short, this time in overtime at home. And uh, Mizzou football also uh, been in the news over the weekend, and, and, and honestly today too, they've they have one transfer out and one transfer in. So talking about the implications of that and what might be to come as Mizzou football having to maybe shake up the defensive staff a little bit. We'll talk about that and much more. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook too at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now the Big Show's Big Deal. Yeah, so the Chiefs are through to the divisional round of the AFC playoffs after defeating the Dolphins 26-7 on Saturday night in what was, I believe, called the fourth coldest game in NFL history. And Patrick Mahomes threw pretty well through it. 23-41, uh, not great on the completion percentage, but did get 262 yards and a touchdown pass. How about Rasheed Rice? Eight catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown for the rookie receiver, Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 71 yards with Taylor Swift in attendance. Of course, the Chiefs will take on either the Texans or the Bills. If the Bills win, which they're playing right now against the Steelers, the Chiefs will visit Buffalo next weekend on Sunday at 530. If the Steelers win, then the Chiefs will get to host the Texans on Saturday afternoon. And that is the big show's big deal on this 15th day of January, 2023, 875-KTGR, if you want to call or text us. You know, what's funny is that, uh, I mean, we, we talked in the uh, in the promo you just heard before that, that great live local sport or, or national sports center that we had. It was, um, was great. It, it, it was, was a great, great. edition of uh, the sports exactly. center. Um, 
we, we said, yeah, the AFC playoffs will be set by the next time we talk to you. Nope. <laughs> Apparently or not. so we thought. Yeah. NFL had other ideas. They said, no, we can't play Sunday at 1. It's too snowy in Buffalo. Too many people driving on the roads. Public safety issue. Things like that. So they moved it to right now. And right now, the Bills are up, uh, looks like 14 nothing on the Steelers. So They're going to roll. Yeah, They're going mean, to roll them. We knew that was it, coming. It's going to... Uh, it looks like it'll be Chiefs at Bills next weekend if that uh, score does hold on uh, hold on a Sunday at around five thirty. So, yeah, one of the implications of the weekend is that we get two games today, and uh, and the AFC uh, a bit shake uh, shaken up a little bit by that, but it seems that the results are kind of holding to what we mainly expect. Yeah, I mean, we thought the Chiefs would be able to pull it out. They did so in kind of a more dominant way than I thought maybe they would, which we'll talk about more at 5.05, whether that changes our opinion on where Kansas City could be headed and, and how far into these playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, that the game really that I think was kind of a coin flip for a lot of people, and I you know, kind of leaned Andy's way, which is the Texans. Uh, that was not a coin flip in the way that they beat up on the uh, – not the Bears, but the, uh, the what's Browns. The, 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 Browns. The, the Browns. You were close. Uh, if, if, I, being, if being honest. My brain's a little fried after it. <sighs> I don't know if you've heard of this little thing called the winter warm-up, but it has oh. overtaken my life over the past three days. But, uh, yeah, I did, uh, I did hear tell that the Texans whooped up on the Browns, and that could potentially set up the, we, looks like, matchup between C.J. Stroud and Lamar Jackson that I said – when the bracket came out, this could be the game of the year in these NFL playoffs. I really hope, which it looks like things will hold and we'll get to see that. The young buck against Lamar Jackson kind of, you know, rejuvenated with what the Ravens have done offensively this year. That could be a lot of excitement. But, yeah, Andy, I mean, not too many surprises necessarily with the way these games have gone down so far other than that whole Cowboys being the Cowboys thing. Right, I was going to say yes. AFC, you know, it, it was, you know, fine. I mean, we've got three and four moving on, and mostly, I mean, as long as uh, two hangs on here, they'll they'll be uh, into the divisional round, so we'll have one through four as the seeds, none of the wild card teams All advancing. Chalk, yeah. uh, but on the NFC side, <laughs> was that was, just not hmm. hilarious uh, it's pretty this funny. weekend? I, gotta, I mean, it is pretty funny. I got to tell a story. I, I have okay. to. I have to. A little story now. time. So okay. this weekend, I was in Vegas. Oh, I was in Vegas this weekend. Lost watching a, the, the, of the lost variety. Yes. Yeah, uh, I didn't the, know which right. one. I just okay. wanted All right. to. Yeah. Uh, clarify. Uh, Los Vegas. No, we, that was yes. closed for the weekend. Unfortunately, Los was. Well, where okay. We went. So you go into Los. Yeah. All right. How'd that go? It was. It was fun. Uh, had a great time. Uh, Watched uh, all the football, of course, and <laughs> we were watching the debacle between the Packers and the Cowboys in uh, one of their big sports books over there. And uh, yeah, man, just the the vibes around it were so <laughs> palpable. I mean, all kinds because uh, I mean, you're talking about two big fan bases, like two big national fan bases, and the Cowboys and the Packers, and they're all coming yeah. together in Vegas, and just the the back and forth sort of, and then um, I'm waiting in the bathroom. There's a long line for the bathroom, and 
five people back from me, there's this uh, there's this guy with a very thick New York accent. Okay, he says he's a Cowboys fan, which I'm like, okay. ah, of course, uh, big thick cow, big thick New York accent. Of course, he's a sure. Cowboys fan. America's team. <laughs> He's he's melting down, unfortunately. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I just he, he was melting down, saying, "Jerry Jones, you got to fire McCarthy in the morning, <laughs> McCarthy, and Dak's got to be on the block." <laughs> I've been a Cowboy <laughs> fan fifty years. Guess what? No more. No more. <laughs> this man's having a crisis in the middle <laughs> of the bathroom. Line. In the middle of the bathroom, line. he's waiting for the urinal. He's like, oh, "I'm not a Cowboy fan anymore." I mean, that was how that was how bad it seemed for for Cowboys fans. If we're being I, it's every single year the same exact story. And I thought maybe because their defense was so good all year that this would be the the year that it was different. And their offense, I mean, so many weapons, so explosive. This surely would be the year that they got absolutely clapped by Green Bay at home. And the Packers are, I mean, they snuck into the playoffs. That's not a bad team. But to to have that happen to you, unless Jordan Love goes on to this Hall of Fame career as the next great Packer quarterback, which maybe he'll do. Maybe. That's gonna that's just an ugly look. But here's the other part of it too. It's like the the defense was not good. They were just giving up play after play down the middle of the field. Romeo Dobbs, I, I don't that's... know how he continued to be so wide open. But it's like every part of the team melted down for the Dallas That's Cowboys. That's the thing. I, I see this a lot more as a Cowboys losing it than Packers winning it sort of situation. It, it Cowboys play their A game on defense, and there is no uh, – there are there are not 48 points on the scoreboard uh, for, for the Packers. Not Granted, you throw one. some pick sixes, and that helps them score. But sure, yeah, they're, but yeah. the Packer offense got them into the 30s because of what the Dallas defense allowed them to do. Again – I feel like it was a lot of just pitch and catch for Jordan Love. And, you know, Aaron Jones had a great game, obviously. But I I agree with you. The, yeah. the Cowboys, they didn't play their A game. They didn't play their D game. I mean, that was a colossal no, failure was, in every phase. They didn't start playing until about midway through the third quarter. And by that time, it was too late. Like, it just, that's how it went. They allowed a team that had not scored. Uh, the Packers high for a uh, a game total this year was 38. They scored 38 points week one against the Bears. And everyone was kind of like, oh, Jordan Love. Hey, maybe he'll uh, make something happen. And, and then we were like, oh, <laughs> oh, the Bears. Oh, yeah, the Bears. <laughs> right. Not uh, not the best in uh, the NFL. Uh, it, you allowed them to just pick you apart. And I just, uh, I, I was right there with the, you know, the Cowboys fans in the room, like, uh, when I was watching it, like, it, I understand. Like this oh, is not. You, you bet the Cowboys. Like, is that you, way? Well, no, 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 no. I I didn't bet either side on that one. Uh, no. It, been, well, How do you? No, no. no okay. Here's what I did. Actually, I it, you know all the right. picks of the week. We'll have our picks of the week recap at uh, at, at okay. four forty five. I took yeah. all five of those and I oh actually put money on them this weekend. Look at uh, you. So uh, so yeah, I put my money where my mouth is this time. I had a chance to go and bet all those games, and sure enough, I went and did it. I had a few others that. Uh, Worked out. I think all in all, I was about even for the weekend in, okay, in because, that realm. <laughs> because I was going to say, for me, if I'm in Las Vegas, knowing how I am, 
and there's a game on, it doesn't even matter if I had an opinion. There's there's money being thrown yeah. down oh, on, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. on that game. But I, I you you held some discipline. That's good. It's good I, to know I that you made out of best. it on the skate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, well, to be honest with you, I, before the game, I thought about Packers money line, and I, now I regret Dude, it. Dude, that so would have been, really I had a buddy tell it. me, hey, Packers money line, and I was like, I'm not getting involved like that. I don't, I, I can't. And then I was like five minutes later wishing oh, yeah. I had done so Yeah, because it was a, it was a, like sweat, sweat free to win on a, like a plus, I don't know what it would have been. Plus two fifty probably. I, I thought it was in the three hundreds around. It might've been yeah. 300. No, it might've been, but for that to have been a complete, like you didn't have to, you could just kick back, drink a beer, enjoy the money coming in because there's no way. I mean, there was, there was really no point at which Dallas even threatened to come back into this game. It was just, yeah. a, oh, man, it was ugly. Yeah, my, I mean, by the time that they were, you know, scoring on back-to-back-to-back possessions, it was basically oh. over. And You yeah. know what, though? Your guy, your guy in the bathroom line, he's got a point. At least you cannot have Mike McCarthy coach that team. No, he was like, absolutely right about that, yes. Allows that to go on for another minute. I, he's completely lost it. Like, I don't understand why it has taken this long because we've been on this train going back to previous seasons where Dallas has, has squandered a, a pretty good roster, but that's just coaching to me. Like that team was not ready to play and I get it. It's not college football it's professional football. I feel like collegiately you should have like that Eli drink a little bit more of the inspirational, like drink did a great job of that this year. So you should think, okay, maybe at the NFL level, you don't need that, but you got to have your guys prepared. Mm-hmm. And I just do not think that that Dallas team Looked very prepared at all yesterday no. in any facet of the game. I don't know if Dak Prescott can, if he's got the chops, because that's going to be the conversation as well. Dak is the got to get rid of Dak. I don't know. I want to like Dak. I think ultimately maybe he just, it's true, he, he can't win in the playoffs. I don't know. But I also know that he could have played a great game offensively yesterday. They still would have lost with the defense playing the way that they did. So McCarthy's got to go, and then you you just, you decide whatever you're going to do about Everything else. They do have Trey Lance out there. I think probably should have given him a shot yesterday. I don't know, Andy. But <laughs> Maybe. But I, McCarthy, I don't know if he was active, guy, but yeah. No, I got it. Listen, your guy in the, the Vegas P-line <laughs> waiting for the urinal yeah. had a point with he a did. thick New York accent. Fire McCarthy. Yeah, you got to – it's got to be done. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised at this point if it's not, and then we'll have the fun to talk about whether Bill Belichick gets a look for that because we did say that would be the way Wait. to do it is – to a place that he could win right away, the roster in place. I I would absolutely explore that if I were Jerry Jones. Like that's got to be my first call. I think so. And yeah. it, it, but at the very least, like you don't just you don't just get rid of McCarthy if you can get Belichick. Like I, I think you open it up still. Like you you fire McCarthy. Oh, like no, no matter. Yeah, like it's regardless. not just it's not one of those situations where well, we'll hold on to David Ross and if we can get Craig Council then great. But not <laughs> No, if you not, go get Craig right. Council. Get if Craig Council. And... Right. No, I you fire him now. Like I don't know why it didn't happen this morning. Like a guy in the guy in the Maybe. bathroom did not get his wish. Uh, McCarthy's uh, uh, morning has passed and McCarthy Do is still think... the coach. Serious question. Do you think it just comes tomorrow morning and the fact that there's two NFL games today that the league almost prefers them to wait just to not take the, the attention take off the away. games? I don't know if that's Maybe. a real thing, but may, that would be my only explanation. I mean, Jerry would, would be, show, I, I mean, uh, Jerry would be the owner that would be receptive to, uh, to that or respect to, because he's all about Goodell the league and all that. Yes. And, yeah. yeah that does make sense. So, sure. 
And again, I'll the fact that you got gone. two games this week today, like yep. it, it's different circumstances. I think you're right. Uh, wait till later in the week. Let's see. Today is, Monday. today is Monday. We didn't have a show Friday. Andy, I think you're doing the top five at five today. Tomorrow's top five at five. I'll go. Can I put Mike McCarthy firing at number one? Can we just write it in? Write I mean, it into the show notes. That's what I'm going to put. That I'm going to talk about it either way. So. Hopefully the Cowboys do what they're supposed to, and that'll be. I'm just doing a little show planning ahead of time. Let me run it by Jerry. By to, Let me by run Jerry, it by Jerry, Jerry Jones. By tomorrow at four, uh, four p.m. Central, I think we'll be Golly. we'll be ready to lock that in. Oh boy, eight seven five KTGR. Give us a call or a text. What were your main takeaways from the weekend of NFL football, which is not done? Of course, still going no, on today. What'd I heard though too that the Lions won. Was that did that happen? They sure did. That? Isn't that a bummer that I didn't see a single minute of it? I couldn't tell you any single play that happened in that game. Really? Come on. Yep, I have to cop to it. I'll try to go back and look, but we were at middle of the baseball writers' dinner. Andy, you would have loved it. I got to uh, introduce and present an award to the president and general manager of STL City FC, or SC, I should say. And I oh, meet the uh, soccer guy, right? Fanonsteel? No, the, the president and GM is Diego oh. Diego Gigliani. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Great fella. Introduced myself to him at the bar before the event. Awesome. He ordered a Modelo. Great taste. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, uh, <laughs> it was great. But because of the timing of it, I would have been all about that. Matt Stafford going back to Detroit. Like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. My Lions... And I just didn't get to watch it. it was so I hope it was a great it, game. It was the best, oh no, it was the best game of the week. <laughs> it sounded like it was fantastic. Best game of the week. Twenty three goes down to the wire. I mean, uh, just the how did it end? Like what? What happened? Did you not? Did you not see it all? Andy, I I can't tell you a single thing that happened. I know there was a lot of scoring early, and then it kind of kind of yeah. Down. The second half really took a turn. No no touchdowns in the second half. Three field goals Ugh. combined Yuck. between the two teams. Uh, yeah, people who were wanting the over on that uh, were licking their chops after halftime, and then just I still wanted flat on yeah. The face. yeah I but, wanted the over, but it, but yeah. I mean I, I was I was impressed by how the Rams uh, defensively just shut things down for uh, Detroit's run game in that second half, and just made them into kind of a one dimensional offense and and allowed them a chance to get back. But I think people were really upset with maybe the management of the game toward the end by Sean McVay. Well, it, they, they, yeah. They, they didn't win, so I guess they're probably going to find something to be upset about. I mean, I don't know if it was all that deserved. I mean, you, you've got a... They, were, they punted just inside the 50 on like a fourth and... 16 or something like that like oh, one of those where gonna, it's like it wasn't head, a fourth I, and four no what no yeah, it was not one of those no it, in my it was, head as you were like struggling to come up with the number i'm like if it's less than eight well yeah oh right, 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 right yeah 16 i'm like okay that's a little, a little no tougher. no it was one of those where it's a very unlikely fourth down conversion and you're out of field goal range uh, i mean luther burden he's done it before yeah you're right rams I mean, could have taken a coup from yeah. him they can draft them next year. That's fine. Oh, um, please don't do that. Please don't do that yeah, because the Rams yeah. are fun enough. Like, I'm a Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Like, I, I like Stafford. I like Kyron Williams from St. Louis. Like, I don't want to get it to where the Rams are so fun that it's like I just acquiesce and I start cheering for him again. I don't need to 
I don't need to have emotions about that team on on that level. Um, let's just celebrate my Lions for advancing. That's really what this is all about. Well, I mean and, the the way that they uh, started that game and eventually defended their way through it. I mean, they found different ways to win because uh, that that ultimately marks a good team. It's not just that's about what they're about. That's out, what they've been scoring everybody. I mean, this Lions team is starting to evolve a little bit into. Uh, a team that can close out the the plays that they need to towards the end, no matter the situation, win by however many they need to, and turns out they just had one play more than the Rams did. And look, it was a razor thin margin, but I thought the way that Dan Campbell coached that game was was really well done. And and yeah, like I'm, I was wrong on Dan Campbell. I'll, I'll say that. Like, yeah. I all right, didn't good. Have yeah, all he's that. solid, man. And again, when I talk about motivation and and getting your players up for a game, I feel like that is what he brings at the NFL level. Like, he is a motivator. He his guys buy into what they're to what they're doing in Detroit. Really cool to see. And now, Andy, you've got a situation where I mean, you thought Cowboys Packers was big. Okay, now you're getting 49ers Packers as a you know, a playoff game where I think I haven't seen like an early spread on that game, but it's going to be a, ma- a massive number if I had to guess in terms of, I mean, the 49ers is great. Like the, I think the Packers took advantage of a Cowboys team that got in their own way as they are prone to doing, but I don't think, I don't think that the Packers stand a chance against the 49ers, but it's, 10 point it's favorites, kind of by interesting. The way. 10 points. Yep, that seems about right. Well, the Bills were 10-point favorites today, and look how that's going. They're going to win by 30. I, I think I think the Niners roll the Packers, and it's like cute story. Packers, Jordan Love, you might be a thing. We'll see you next year, and, and you might be around for a while. But where it gets real interesting to me is, like, the Lions have a shot, right? Like, they're, they're going to be favored, I bet. Unless the Eagles just absolutely trounce the Bucks tonight, I think the Lions will be favored over whoever should win that game. If the Eagles do kind of what the Chiefs did, which I feel like to an extent by beating the Dolphins the way they did, people are now going, okay, are the Chiefs like back to what we know them to be? The Eagles would need a win like that. Otherwise, I think the Lions are the team. I mean, they're going to be playing at, at home in Detroit. The Lions have 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 the opening there, Andy, because of that upset um, to to be able to mark their mark their spot and get in the NFC Championship game, I think. It's going to be really interesting. How uh, how the Eagles look tonight against the Bucks, and whether that's going to dictate how, what we might think about what that matchup could be, and even better if the Lions end up getting another uh, what would be an upset, I think, if the Bucks uh, end up pulling that out at home and uh, win would that Would you game. rather if you're the Lions, you'd rather play the Bucks probably just yes, because sir. there's yep. Yeah, there's a lot less scariness involved in that. Even even the way the Eagles have played, you know they are capable of turning it on, and that would be frightening to go yeah. against. But uh, but a lot still to shake out for these uh, next few hours during the final day of the NFL wildcard weekend. 875-KTGR, give us your thoughts. We'll talk more Chiefs and whether their win on Saturday changed anything about how we view them going forward. We'll talk about that at 5.05, but up next... Well, Mizzou Talk, they also played this weekend in men's hoops. And, no, they didn't. Well, <laughs> they they did, uh, technically. <laughs> they didn't okay, play the fine. way that maybe we thought we would have wanted them to. We'll talk about whether it's time to reverse course next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Talking about a big wildcard weekend that is 
still ongoing as we speak here on the big show with Andy and Brendan, KTGR and KTGR.com. What do you think of the Chiefs win and everything else that went down from the weekend and what might still be to come uh, later on tonight, 875-5847. John Rooney, by the way, the man. The man. Yeah. He is the man. Yes. Joined us on Thursday uh, yeah. uh, last uh, last week to preview the Cardinals Caravan. It was here in mid-Missouri. I, it was not a great weekend of the Cardinals Caravan. All, Went uh, great. Yeah. No bus breakdowns like happened to oh, the yeah. caravan going to Jonesboro, Arkansas that never made it there. Mm, <laughs> yeah. They basically got stranded in Memphis. Well, not stranded, but they, they, got, they broke down. The, the bus battery died is what I heard. And so... They, they didn't make it down to Arkansas. I know probably disappointing for some Cardinals fans down in Arkansas. But everything in Columbia with the caravan was great. Uh, saw John Rooney last night and said, wow, it's been so long since I talked to you. And so that was <laughs> that was fun. But, uh, yeah, man, the it, despite the temperatures around mid-Missouri and the east side of the state and, you know, everywhere kind of throughout the Midwest, it seems like all the, the caravan activity and winter warm-up was a lot of fun for Cardinals fans this weekend, kind of getting excited about the idea of baseball being around the corner, which it is. It just doesn't feel like it because it's zero degrees out. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> how much did the winter warm up actually warm things up? Did it work? Like, <laughs> no, I told him, I said, we got to change the name of this thing. I think I said that to Bill DeWitt last night. I said, I, you got to call this something different right. because it does not warm it, us up. <laughs> it just makes us cold. So why not maybe actually they can work have that. something that warms us up? Like, you know, the, the winter, uh, gosh, trying to figure something. it out. The winter space heater. I don't know, but it, I could use one. I, I had to utilize plenty of those, uh, over the last, uh, few days or so. Uh, Vegas was actually fairly cold themselves. Oh, stop, uh, stop. What? I, you can't talk like that and then say, yeah, because I had to really warm up because I was in Vegas. Yeah. That was really hard on me. You don't understand what we've been through. You left. You decided to get out of town so that you wouldn't have to deal with the sub-zero temperatures. Oh, I did. And the wind chills. And the... No, you went to I Vegas. I did today. Yeah, I had to make sure like that a... my car started. I had to leave it out in the cold oh, this whole time. Luckily, it I did. That's it, what I said, too. Right. This morning. It almost, it, it almost didn't get over the hump. Emily's car didn't start. You know, oh, we, yeah. stayed, we stayed downtown at the... the uh, the hotel where the baseball writers dinner was and she she had to go inside and, and get somebody to help her jump her vehicle because it was so cold yeah. and that was just like i well overnight one night you're yeah you're fortunate man for three days you or however long you were gone you could have it was i was a little like, i was kind of scared about that i was kind of scared about it being under five inches of snow as well and uh i was in uh i went to kansas city uh to to fly out which kansas city of course we thought that was going to be uh, big time snowstorm there before the Chiefs game, and right. uh, turned out no, just just five below. That's it. That's all you need to deal oh. with. Oh, only that. Can you believe those people that went to that game? There are people that went to that game and watched it and thought it would be fun. I actually knew someone who, or I didn't know somebody, but someone I knew knew someone who was going to the game and sent me a picture of like their that's their a long fit. <laughs> Now, I imagine you did know somebody that went to the game, but I like that you go, like, it's not like we're talking about, you know, somebody who they were vacationing in Bermuda or something. I knew somebody whose dog walker's sister actually considered thinking about going to the game. Like, it's still Arrowhead Stadium. What I was saying was that, like, he's got 
full ski gear. Like he went out he had and to. bought it just for this. Like had he, the goggles, the camo. The, yeah, the camo yeah. that was in the crowd because of the people who you know go deer hunting, and that's right. like their warmest article of clothing that they wore. My sister went to the game. I thought she was crazy, but she, you know, she she did, and I think she did the trick where you like stand on a cardboard box so that you you're you're not circulating the the heat toward the ground or something like they tried to pull out all the stops yeah but you know what really would have upset me is as a beer drinker i would have spent 15 bucks on a stadium beer and then i would have tried to take a sip of it and it was frozen solid yeah you see some of those pictures oh yeah of the folks with their beverages that is crazy that it was that cold but i mean it doesn't surprise me given the fact that i was, was i was out in the yeah. elements this weekend while you were living it up in vegas so i'm just saying I didn't choose the. I didn't choose when the trip was going to happen. I'm just. I'm, I'm not. Chose well. That. Whoever chose it. I, I mean, that was me. It's good thinking. One me. Eight seven five K T G R. If you want to uh, call or text us, I'm also glad that. Uh, well, the I, I was not present for. Was it basketball this weekend? We don't talk about. Uh, we don't talk about that. Like it's just. Oh, uh, uh, and three over. in the SEC, and it's over. I mean, for this year, yes, I think so. Um, so what, uh, what now essentially? Cause look, Owen three start. I mean, the, this game against South Carolina, uh, South Carolina is a fine team. They're a fine sec team this year. They, I mean, they could, like, they could put together a resume to make a tournament sure. if, if things break yeah. their way. Like it would have been a, a solid win from zoo to get. But, Any game like that at home, you have to secure it at this point if you're Missouri, if you want to be taken seriously. And I think it's the point at which we go, I don't think we can emotionally take them seriously this year. It's going to be that step-back year that we sort of feared, and that's the game. That's really the game that solidifies it for me. I, you go to overtime, like there's no moral victories when you're talking about defending your home court against a, you know whatever. If, if they end up in the mid-pack, mid-tier of the SEC, whatever – Winning at home, that is the entire thing when it comes to college basketball because you know that it's difficult to go on the road and steal wins. You have to do it. The good teams find a way to do that. But the bare minimum is is taking care of your business at home, those coin flip games. And once again, we, we find two weekends in a row, Missouri unable to, to make that happen. And that is a bitter pill. That is a bitter pill to swallow because it's not like the schedule is going to get any easier. You know, it's not to diminish either Georgia or South Carolina in, in what those teams are or can become, but you kind of know where they kind of stand in the conference. And those are ones you've got to get at home and to start off. Oh, and two at home, you know, you didn't think you'd go to Lexington and beat Kentucky and they played okay in that game on the road, but to not win a home game yet, that that's really, that's tough. That is tough. Well, and at this point, I mean, you talk about the schedule and the next four they have are, uh, are tough. And three out of the four are away. Their only home game is against Florida this Saturday, and that's certainly not an easy one. I mean, not not unwinnable, but certainly not easy for Mizzou. And then you've got all teams that, again, are in the conversation for NCAA tournaments, Alabama, Texas A&M, and then you play South Carolina again, this time in the other Columbia. So, I mean, th- those are your next four I see maybe one win if they uh, like if they get the Florida win somehow. I don't see them getting any of the other ho- uh, other road games. That's a one and six SEC start. That's what is that? Two games under five hundred overall 
when do you reverse course on this? Like, cause that, that's the start I'm ready. you're looking at. Like I, no, I, I'm, I'm ready too. I wonder like how many, if, if there are people out there that aren't ready, like how many more games do you need to see? No, there is, watch? there is someone, listen, there's someone out there who's not ready and he happens to coach the men's basketball team. Yeah. Like Dennis Gates is not going to buy into this kind of talk yet. And honestly, Andy, I, I'm objective enough to step back from it a bit and say he probably can't not yet. You have to you have to try and grind this thing out and don't signal to your team that you're waving a white flag yet. As much as I think it is the right choice to go ahead and do, I think as the coach that's a hard thing to sell. Um now can you can you do a modified version of that? Because what we're talking about here is what? Play the young guys, the guys that you think could have a future with the program and try to, to establish some building blocks because there is still a recruiting class sign that will be coming in. Um, you know, you can find a transfer or two to supplement, and next year doesn't have to be this way. But at the same time, like, can you modify and say we're gonna we're gonna hitch our wagon to a couple of these younger guys, but not in such a way that's like a full scale. Let's let's ignore the the seniors. Let's ignore the the transfers that we don't think are gonna pan out. Like, how do you kind of blend that gap? Because in so doing, you could find that maybe you stumble into a better rotation than what you've been doing. But I don't think status quo is the answer, Andy. I think you can – I would tinker. It wouldn't necessarily be tinker with the idea being, ah, let's just get younger and say, you know, whatever to this season. But maybe it's one of those deals where, like, well, it can't get worse. So maybe you try to do some things that otherwise you wouldn't have considered. Let your preconceived notions of what your rotation and your starters and all that needs it, – it should all be under the microscope right now because of the way the start has gone. Yeah, it's a very tough spot to be in. Give us your thoughts, 875-KTGR, uh, to call or text us uh, here about Mizzou men's basketball. Is it time to reverse course on this? I I think it's really tough to sell because you also have to weigh the transfer portal. Because if you tell your team, yeah, hey, I mean, we'll, we'll just play, we'll go through this, we'll get some experience here and there. There are guys there that probably want to win, and then they'll look and see, well, where can I go win? And that's going to be a tough thing to try and keep them away from, too. Who are you referring to, though, when you say that? Like, well, nobody in particular. About? No, Nobody in particular, really. But Because it reminds me of when we had the Conzo teams and we said, oh, you don't want to lose guys to transfer. That'd be fine for some of those guys to transfer because they're, I mean... I'm not trying well, to, but to, again, to like a, just give up on all these players. A lot but, of, but, players but I mean, this year. half of the team is is out of eligibility, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. That that's afterwards. So, so I'm talking about the group that would that would still be around. The group of guys like the freshmen that we're talking about, like Aiden Shaw, like Tamar Bates, like. Uh, but isn't like the other that. side of that? Isn't the other side of that play those guys because they'll see an opportunity for themselves? To build, if you if you play those guys instead of the guys who are out of eligibility, does that become the reason they stay because they see an opportunity for themselves? Sure, but it could also be a reason for them to say, "Hey, I'm going to go out, uh, be on the floor, and then I'll have something to sell for anybody who wants to, to sell to another the program. program." So that's the that's the yeah. side of the coin there. So. But I think guys who don't play can also enter the portal, right? Like you can find any number of yeah. reasons as an athlete to enter right. the portal and with the opportunities that are that are in that portal in the modern day game. So I don't think you can overthink what the ramifications of that are going to be. I think you just have to, to make the direct decisions that you believe are best for your team at the well, time with an eye on the future and development. No, don't overthink it, but also 
don't tell your team, hey, we're just playing to get experience. We're playing to 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 get better. But you would like never that. tell. Okay, but realistically, we're playing to as win. A coach, you like would never, I think you, I think you, you would never sure tell your guys, team that, right? Yeah. But he can put out lineups where you and I on the radio can say that's what they're doing, and that's okay. But right. Dennis Gates is never going to say, let's just not worry about winning. But his actions could say, let's worry, let's recognize that this is maybe a time for development, you know, of, of the guys that that are going to be here. But he doesn't have to say that out loud. You can just look at the box score and say, oh, Aiden Shaw played more minutes today. Oh, you know, Bates played more minutes today. Oh, Anthony Robertson's suddenly he's playing 25 minutes. Like maybe that's the way that it that you get there. Whether whatever he says, the actions will be what speaks louder. But like, is there a tangible way that you see to try and do that while also not waving the white flag? What's that modified version look like? Is there a move you make with the lineups or the rotation where you're like, we're maybe gonna cut? But like, to me, it's a, it's to me, it's Nick Honor. To me, it's is it? I have already been. Yeah, I've. Okay, was he, I mean, I wasn't locked in on every moment of this game. But if I'm looking at the box score, it looks like a lot of cardio. He played 38 minutes, two for seven shooting, but two assists. So, like, at least if we're talking about the offensive side of the floor, you know, he had a few steals, he he plays good defense, and he's a spark plug kind of guy. But, like, I have continued to wonder if it is redundant to have Sean East and Nick Honor play so many minutes, and only one of those guys factors in as a scorer. And that that's also the guy that can create. So if, if Sean East is going to be in that role, wouldn't it maybe be beneficial sometimes to have someone else he could dish to that you could think is going to score the basketball? I mean, Nick Honor could do it, but he's not. That's why I'm kind of so what you're it. what you're probably saying is Nick Honor probably doesn't need to be starting is what, is what you're saying. I don't think he needs to be starting, and I don't necessarily always think he needs to be playing alongside Sean East. I would, I it's going to mean fewer minutes for him because East plays a lot. But I would say that 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 would maybe be the thing I would look to and say how how can you get other guys who you don't need two facilitators when there's really not a, an influx of scoring in this lineup at all times. Let let's have Sean East be a facilitator and someone who can also create his own shot. And then if he's going to dish it out to somebody, it's going to be somebody who's going to going to take more than seven shot attempts in 38 minutes and maybe score uh, at a greater rate than what we're seeing from Nick Honor. And I don't like to paint with that broad of a brush because I'm looking at the the last game, right? Like we have seen games where Nick Honor can be that scorer, but I just don't know if it's the what best suits his game. So that's where I'm kind of coming into that and just wondering if not like a permanent thing, but, don't you think they got to shake something up with with kind of the way that they're doing things right now if they want I mean, to try and salvage anything here? Yeah, if what's working, uh, what's been happening the last seven games or so has not worked, I'll, I know that much. So you can't you can't just say uh, through all of this, yeah, we're fine. It'll it'll kick into gear. Like you do have to change something. Like the definition of insanity is you know doing the same thing over and over. So. And expecting something expecting different. different, and I do want to praise. I do want to praise Noah Carter and give him some credit for scoring. Like, not not from the three point line in this past game, but he went nine for twenty from the field and, and put up twenty three points. Like he's kind of picked up and, and answered that bell. But is it's it's just still not been enough where you're falling short against the South Carolina at home, overtime or not? You they, they needed that win, Andy. If we're we're supposed to believe that this is 
moving in the right direction within the context of this year. Never mistake this for me saying like Dennis Gates is, you know, it's over. It's a, no, I don't, that's not how I feel. But like you got to look at the limitations of this year and decide how you want to approach this particular season to be able to maybe be a launch pad to something more in the future. Definitely so. Give us your thoughts on Mizzou Men's Hoops, 875-KTGR here at uh, 445 on the big show. Our Picks of the Week recap is next. I, I told you that I, I put money on mine over in Vegas, so did I gain money or, or did I lose money? And you, you didn't have to, like, sell the plane ticket or something to cover right. your losses. I guess you made it back <laughs> I, home. So I made, I'm here, so that counts for something. Our Picks of the Week recap is next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We got under the bus coming up in the sweetest thing in sports. We'll talk some more NFL at 5.05. Did the Chiefs change their outlook on their playoff potential with their win over the Dolphins? But first, let's get to our Picks of the Week recap, which uh, is very much still in uh, the balance a little bit. But I'll, I'll say this. I made five picks, and I... Bet money on all five of those picks in Vegas this weekend, and I came out with plus money from those. You I, did, I, yeah. I went three and two this week, and so you know that, that a little bit above from uh, again. I was about even for uh for the week in sports betting, so that was the uh, that helped me out the three and two there. Man, why'd you even show up today? I'm. I, what do you mean? That's wild. Why? If I won big like that, I would have been, no, I, I would have no, been on an island Because uh, I'm committed, man. That's why. <laughs> Despite uh, all your new, new your newfound wealth. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, it's far from over, the picks of the week, because both Brendan and Chris still have two picks that are uh, in progress. And, okay, but one's can, in progress, one is coming down. down one is coming down tonight. Uh Brendan the Bills right are now, gonna cover. Yeah, okay. So the Bills like, are up twenty one nothing right now. The, they have to cover ten that. points. Uh that would if Brendan does in fact get that, he would get to two and two, and then Chris would fall to two and two. And then uh tonight, Eagles at Bucks. Chris is on uh the Buccaneers plus three, and uh you have the Eagles minus three, Brendan. Yeah, I think the Eagles will cover easily. I got the Texans. I lost on the Cowboys in Mizzou basketball. Guys, guys, I believed in you. Oh, yeah, come on. they keep on letting them down. I'm not. I'm. It's gonna be a while before I touch a, a Mizzou line. Uh, you know what? I might start. I might start hitting the other side just to, just to kind of see. Hey, maybe it kicks them in the game. Maybe Who knows? Who exactly. Knows? Exactly. I'd love to lose the pick and win the game. It's time to go under the bus on the big show. So, of course, Bill Steelers happening now because of all the snow that happened in Buffalo over the weekend. It postponed the game uh, to today, and still all the snow was inside the stadium. And have you seen the videos of all the fans having to just get to their seats? But they are quite literally digging through feet of snow to get to those seats. It's crazy. Just insane. Yeah, and... Uh... It, it still jumping off of like snowbanks onto burning tables, like they're doing the whole. They're still doing the whole thing in Buffalo, but yeah, the fact that they were like, "Hey, we need volunteers to help clear the field. You're on your own to clear your own seat." <laughs> like they, Golly. they just didn't have the manpower to yeah. do it. It was insane. Yeah, enlisting fans to have to uh, clear out all the snow was uh, surreal. Retractable roof. Thing. I'm not saying you need a dome. 
but at least a retractable roof. Like, use I'm common in. sense. I'm in. They're building a stadium soon. Under the bus. They might not even have a roof. It's insane. Also, under the bus to Mike Brown. This was funny. Uh, so, uh, last night, wild game between uh, the Bucks and the Kings. Damian Lillard hitting a game-winning three in overtime to give the Bucks a one-point victory. But Mike Brown, uh, in the fourth quarter of that game, was ejected, getting right into the face of an official after a, a call or a non-call that he didn't like. And then afterwards, he goes on a five-minute rant and brings out a laptop. Like It's not just a, a rant against officials. It's one with visual aids. Like, he brought in the laptop to show, okay, this was called, but this wasn't called. I thought it was hilarious. That's honestly. awesome. Yeah. No, that is, I, I'll just throw, I'll just throw the same people he was throwing under the bus. Put the refs under there. Oh, yeah. That. No, I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. As long as you have the receipts to back it up. Under the bus. It turns, out, it turns out Mike Brown did. Like. <laughs> That's fun. More visual aids like, in, a, in press like conferences, that one. please. That'd be good. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is for the friends at the Candy Factory. Celebrate those January birthdays with tasty treats and delicious handmade chocolates and candies from the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Very sweet to see the Lions snap their playoff drought last night, winning over the Rams. Yeah! They had lost their previous nine uh, playoff games to that point. I believe they showed it where the last time the Lions won a playoff game, Dan Campbell was like 15 or something like that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so yeah. just sweet to for that fan base to experience the success. My Lions, year. baby. Your, and your I Lions. obviously No, let's I talk about the, the fans game. who actually do claim the Lions and have had to endure no. it for 30 years, unlike whoa. you who just hopped in a year ago. Come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I hopped in before they were even a playoff team. Oh, please. I knew last year no, that my Lions that. were going to be here. It's going to be tough because of how big of a game I've talked for San Francisco, saying, like, yeah. they're unstoppable. Will I be able to pick my Lions against the Niners if it comes to it? Uh, I, I guess we'll wait and see. But, of course, I watched that whole game. I, I loved every no, second of it. What a game. <laughs> it was incredible, the win over the Rams and Matt Stafford. Uh, those indelible images I'll remember for as long as I live. To the actual Lion fans out there who are listening, I Whoa! apologize for I'm Brendan. Hey, by the way, good couple of weeks for those guys. I mean, Michigan wins. Oh, yeah. Detroit Lions, probably a lot of crossover there. They're having a good time. Big time. Well, we'll talk more NFL playoffs next, and particularly for the Chiefs. With how they looked on Saturday, what does that change your view a little bit about how they could do later on in the playoffs? That's next year on The Big Show.